this is gonna work out just fine. That bottle of McAllen was up to here about 20 minutes ago. I know. Cheers. Cheers. To this day and weekend. It's gonna yeah. be a good show. It's been that kind of day where you couldn't even bring out a teaser today, huh? That's no, I, I posted a teaser, but not about like what's going on because I couldn't wrap my head. I didn't want to tease it until I had confirmed them. Do you see what I'm saying? So I couldn't think of it today because there was so much happening. So I just posted the last tease I had. The last tease was? Today. Oh, you haven't looked? I apologize. Uh, I haven't been able to. It was to. that awkward moment when I go, when I touch people last. Like I got you last thing? <laughs> no. Remember last week when I said, uh, when I die, I want to make sure the last the last time I touch you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, mm. <laughs> that's so what awkward. I do. I never finish my sentences. Mm. It's like in my head is, is, is thinking faster than my mouth. Right. So, but that's common. I've heard okay. that's very common. Yeah. It's, it's a very normal thing. But today is, um, is something that I've been asking for for a while. And this is going to be a very, very fun, interesting, educational show for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, it's Very emotional. I might cry. Really? Uh, oh. It's going to get you, huh? Oh, yeah. Especially the day you've had already. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Vic says, finally, real alcohol. Yeah. All right. Maybe we should tell people what we're doing today. I feel like, not I feel like, what as Mike said, I didn't really explain to everyone what the show is going to be about today. Yeah. And I think we should tell people what the show is going to be about. So tell them, and then we're going to bring the guys on. Well, there's two guests that are going to come on, and they're going to talk about their past relationships. One was with a woman who they were together for 19 years. I believe they weren't married, right? No. Yeah, so it was just a relationship. or 16. I, wanted, I mean, at that point, does it really matter? I know, you lose track after a decade, right? So he, he said that he was miserable in his relationship. He's going to talk about it, why he stayed in the relationship for so long, and why he was miserable. And we're going to ask him a lot of different questions. The other one is a guy who was, uh, who's, I think, going through a divorce now. And uh, he kind of got caught by surprise. And he's going to talk about that situation. And I, I don't know if, if they're... Yeah. Are they still... Living in the same... I think so. They are, okay. I think so. Well, that's something we'll ask them. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And um, just the topic of breakups, everyone... Have you ever had a breakup? Yeah. No, hold on. <laughs> hold on. We've all had a breakup. I'm talking about, like, your adult breakup. Like, where it's, like, soul-crushing, like, physically painful. Yes. Okay. So, and, and, I, and I, you know what it is? I think everyone watching this is at that age level where they've all experienced it. Do you give me permission to eat this chip? Yes. I'm ready. Mike is having the pico de gallo that I made, the controversial pico de gallo. By the way, I like posted about you today. Sorry, but I already knew you were going to. I got attacked for calling this pico de gallo. What is it supposed to be called? It's traditional salsa. No. Yeah. You go to a market or a market. You go to a restaurant and you'll say, can I get some pico de gallo? So pico de gallo is chopped. This is blended. So mm. therefore, it's traditional salsa. Mm. Pico de gallo is the chopped version. Did an Armenian tell you that? I got... I My DMs have flooded with Mexicans. <laughs> All of a sudden, they come out. <laughs> oh, my God. They're All like, of a sudden. I didn't pico de gallo. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden. Crazy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Before the Mexican Bakia attacks me, <laughs> I want to clarify... This is no pico de gallo so, recipe. So blended pico de gallo is called what? 
Traditional salsa. Traditional salsa. So you are having traditional salsa. Okay. Which is like the recipe that I got from very good. Um, the woman at Trader uh, at Trader Joe's at, at at the farmers, farmers market, market because I was looking for tomato. Okay, so you so I I bought this nine dollar pico de gallo mm. from farm from Harry's Berries, and you made fun of me for pay, spending nine dollars, Mom, Ani. Strawberries, I, no. The salsa, remember we had that salsa? Oh, yeah, it was good. So though. you guys were like, this little jar, $9. Yeah. It. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this myself, uh -huh. right? Like, okay, screw the $9 I'm going to make. I went all over Farmer's Market looking for tomatoes so I can make the identical Harry's Berries, but Anna's hair. Okay. That doesn't work. <laughs> we shouldn't probably go <laughs> Anna's there with that. Berries yeah. salsa, whatever. Yeah. And the lady was like, this tomato, you can't do pico de gallo. You can only do traditional salsa. So therefore, um, you couldn't do it like this. And she gave me the recipe. But then I, she, she called it pico de gallo. She's Mexican, and she had her brother. She could be from a different city, maybe. Her, and she, well, she's probably like up north from the farm, right? Possibly. Fresno. Maybe. Santa How was her English? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she's probably Americanized. Maybe. And everything but to her. She. It's she called it Pico de Gallo. It's bomb. Okay. You did a very good job. How much did all that cost you? I don't know. Mom paid for it. Like 90 bucks Mom, for how $9 much? salsa? How much did how all much of the were, ingredients? How much were the tomatoes? Mm. And then there's the jalapeno, the cilantro. How much of it do you have? Don't even ask. <laughs> I made way too much because I, I have no sense of like i say you go back to the farmer's market next week it. and sell it package it your own and sell it and we'll call it what would we call it the anna report salsa yeah or we'll call it <laughs> harry's harry's annie's salsa annie annie <laughs> harry's annie anna's harry's anna's harry salsa boom let's get on these guests all right are they ready to call in are you guys ready so our first guest is Luke. We're uh, using an alias name. Uh, he wants to go by Luke, and we're going to use an alias name, um, rightfully so. We're going to bring Luke on. Luke. Hi, Luke. Hey. How Can are you, you guys? hear us okay? Thank you for um, your willingness to come and, and share, and so we can talk about it. We, uh, Mike and I, will. if there's any way we can help you, we will. But keep in mind we are no professional experts in this uh and before the show started we also said that you know we we have both gone through our own set of breakups and heart heart heartbreak and i know personally how it can be physically like painful um but i know you had a different experience so you want to you want to tell people like briefly what you went through well i i was in a relationship for 16 years um we i've known this this person since high school and we started dating in college um after knowing each other for seven years after dating for seven years we uh ended up moving together living together and um you know at first it was great and everything and around midway through our um, living together um i went through some depression <clears throat> through anxiety and i was actually diagnosed uh with general anxiety disorder and depression um so and that was something that I was living with for 30 years. Um, was she not supportive of that? I'm sorry? Was she not supportive of that? 
she didn't really understand fully what it all meant as more people as most people because they you know the the number one thing that people will always say is get over it what's wrong with you and you know someone who goes through anxiety and has that diagnosis not something that we can just put off to the side it's something that we constantly live 24 7 mm-hmm. to build up a routine so that way we feel well enough to go out into the world and you know when we go out in the world we still have to prepare with the possibility of it you know coming back so at first she wasn't that supportive about it but then she went through her own battles of anxiety and she kind of understood afterwards she's very supportive in that sense um but as I went into therapy and with, with medication, I started thinking more clear as far as my relationship. Um, I, I started noticing that there were things that I wasn't really happy with. Um, I, I didn't feel happy. I didn't feel that, that I was supported in, in the sense that I wanted to better my life. You know, I, Do you I think, went through, sorry, look, do you think ahead. you would have realized those things if you hadn't gone through therapy? I don't think so because I was so clouded in, in, in my own uh, in my own life, trying to feel at least some sense of normalcy. Um, things that people or friends of mine just to go to a bar, to go to a movie theater was such an adventure. Uh, Why? I was tired um, because I the anxiety would be like, well, you know, what if I have uh, this panic attack? How am I going to handle gonna it? Wear them down. Uh, I'm, uh, it, Luke, it, it was. Luke, yeah. did did the uh, did the anxiety and depression come up on you when you were in the relationship with her, or prior to that? Prior to that, I mean, I, I remember having this ever since elementary, and I very distinctly remember um, as young as kindergarten where I had my first episode. And right now, I can just close my eyes, and it's there. Uh, so that was something that was a battle with her early on. Um, but again, once she had her bouts uh, of anxiety. You know, she could relate. But by that time, I was already, like I said, with medication and therapy, I started noticing that things were not exactly as I thought they were. It kind of opened up my eyes to the, you know, to a whole new world. Uh, I, I wanted to experience things. I wanted to live, you know, what others, again, would have seen as normal. I now had an opportunity to actually see that and experience it myself. But I just didn't see her in it. No matter how much I tried. We so from college, you were with her. Yes, yes. But even then, when I mean, we were engaged to be married. And That's again, amazing. this was a red flag that I should have seen. Um, I proposed to her. I had the, way, the, the engagement ring, but she never wore it. Hmm. So Why? I couldn't understand. I don't know. That, that was one you thing never I never asked understood. You <clears throat> I did ask her. I did ask her. She said she wouldn't believe in the whole, I uh, uh, the whole concept of marriage. And no matter how much I said, well, okay, I understand that, but do you understand how that makes me feel, knowing that I've given you this ring as as an indication of my love towards you? It just didn't hit her. It, it it's like it went right over her head, and all she said, well, I don't believe in the concept of marriage. Hmm. Okay, so she doesn't believe in the concept of marriage, and you were you were with her when she she gave you that line. What like five five years or seven years into the relationship? She gave me that line. I think two or three years after I I gave her the ring. She Proposed. didn't bring that up. 
during at all. Yeah, proposed. She did not bring that up at all before we moved in together. You know, we dated from 2003, from 2003 to 2019, but from through, um, for seven years to, up to 2010, we were living in separate. You know, I was still at home. She was living at home. And then after that, in 2010, when we got together. So we were already three years engaged when we decided to move in together. So was that, was that, I'm, I'm assuming that was a red flag for you, but was it, you were just comfortable and you just kind of stayed in a relationship because of your, because you were comfortable? Exactly. Uh, I, I just didn't want to be alone uh, because of the fact that, you know, I was going through anxiety and um, just having someone there, you know, that, that hopefully at some point, you know, and again, that, again, that was probably a red flag with the belief or the assumption that she would understand at some point. You know, knowing that she was there, at least someone outside of my family, because my family really never understood it. They would be more or less like what I said earlier, get over it. What's wrong with you? You're just wanting attention. And Mm. she didn't really say that, but she was at least giving some of that support, but she fully didn't understand it. She wasn't getting upset by it. How was your childhood? My childhood was good. Besides the, the, the anxiety, my childhood was great. Or, yeah, it, it was great. I mean, I have two younger sisters. Parents are still together. I mean, it, I, I can't say I had a traumatizing childhood whatsoever. I mean, it was real good family life. Where do you think the anxiety comes from? You know, I, I think it was... But with therapy, I've discovered is mostly um, putting too much pressure on myself. It was, you know, having these high standards or or these high standards or or wanting to. It's kind of hard. It's kind of difficult to explain. Basically, can I I explain it? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) I'm like dying here. Somebody is kind of that way. (laughs) Hey. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're I think it comes it. from our parents' inability to teach us how to cope with certain things. That's what it comes correct. down to. Because when I look correct. at when I look at my my friends, right? And no one's perfect, right? Like I for example, me personally, I don't know how to cope with death. Mm-hmm. My mom never let me have a pet. I've never experienced the death of my dog my hamster, none of it. Now my friends, I also have friends who have dealt with, you know, death and, and their parents are just like, you know, this dog, that dog, and this, the, you know, it's like, and then, and then when the, do- the dog dies and the parents have a conversation about death, I never had that conversation. So, so that's one thing it could be, you know, how to communicate with people, how to set boundaries with people. These are things that parents are supposed to teach us when we're growing up that, you know, Parents are not perfect either just because they're adults, right? So they're going to miss things, and the things that they miss are the, are the parts that you're going to have anxiety about the end, right? That's correct. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's correct because with my therapy, you know, we, we, I found a lot of correlation, a lot of similarities with my mother being very anxious and not knowing how to cope with it. She's already yeah, automatically she, thinking the worst about Yeah, she didn't you know, know how to cope with happen. it. She passed that down to you. Sure. Exactly. And that's something that I've learned. You know, I witnessed that. I saw that. So I internalized everything. And, you know, I, I this is what I was getting with. It's mostly scared about what could happen 
if I went down the street or I, you know, or I started driving or if I met a new person, how am I going to yeah, react? What am I going to do? All right, look, let's talk about what happened um, after or during the breakup. How do, how do you end a 16-year <clears throat> relationship? You know, I, it, it, for me, it was, I think I had already, I mean, it sounds mean, but I had already checked that. I, I, I wasn't happy, like I said, for the last, really unhappy for the last year. And even though I did the whole therapy, I still remember my therapist saying, you know what? Starting the session, it's either going to make you guys or break you guys. And no matter how much I tried, it was no longer there. So did she I, I come to therapy too? Little, yes, she did. We did dual. And, you know, even, even that was difficult because there were just things that she would bring up that really didn't make sense to me. And every time I try to talk to her after, you know, before the sessions, it was always a work in progress. She would always keep quiet. And that's something that I'm not used to. It's, you know, I need, I can't read your mind. I, I don't know what's going on in your mind. And whenever I approached it, she had a tendency, tendency of shutting down. And that's not something that I'm used to. So now, fast forward, this was back in the, this last summer. Again, I checked out. And I was talking to this individual after the fact, this new you know, woman I'm, that, that I'm talking to or, mm -hmm. or dating now. And, you know, having this individual now, she is, you know, five years older than me. And just having that real true, like we've said in the past, and a sore mate, being able to, you know, relate, talk. Um, you know, she's helped me in, in wanting to better myself, which is something that I did, I was lacking. You know, I always wanted to go further in my education and, I always wanted to better myself, and here I am this with this person who's really pushing me, um, even though I don't really need it. It's good. It feels good. It fills my heart knowing that there's someone that's encouraging me, that's pushing me to do this. So for me, in a sense, it's been a little bit easier because, again, I've checked out. And when that relationship was over with, it was like a huge relief off my shoulders. Like, finally, I can now experience life without having to worry about what she's going to think or what she's going to say or how am I going to encourage her to go to this place, places that I want to go to because it, it was never easy. She just never really wanted to do that. Oh, so you and didn't share woman, similar interests? No. I mean, at one point probably did, but it, it, it just wasn't there. Like I said earlier, we were on different wavelengths. And, you know, I, I just wanted to experience life a whole lot more than she did. And, yeah, she had her interests that really I wasn't interested in, and that that just it just multiplied to the point where I was getting very unhappy. Luke, how's your uh, anxiety today? Oh my gosh, it, it's 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 night and day. Um, it's again, there's there's things that I probably would have not done five years ago. I've gone to trips. I've you know I've gone down to Mexico. I've been able to you know handle business on my own without having to, you know, without having to have someone next to me, um, more independent, more, I'm putting myself out there more, um, than I normally would five years ago. I mean, I'm really, really enjoying life and it's something amazing, you know, and if there's any piece of advice I can give out there, therapy does work and, you know, the medication, you know, I understand that some don't want to go through medication, but having that 
combination and whether I'm in a relationship or not, it just helped me out a lot. And right now, again, I, I'm experiencing life more than, than I ever thought it would be. When you broke up with her, what did she say? What was her reaction like? You know, I think she felt, you know, she felt the same way. She was mm. sad, of course. I was sad, of course. Um, you know, she wished me nothing but the best, no harm to me. Um, but I think she, it came to her more. I think she saw that I was not into it anymore and there was nothing she can do. So she, she basically said, let's, let's just end it here. Did you take the ring back? More time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you no, take the no, ring no, back? No, no, no. Wow. No, um, she kept it. She kept wow. it. Uh, are you still in therapy? Am I still in therapy? Yeah. Yes, I still am. I'm still, still doing my, my therapy. Yeah. Gotcha. And then, well, what did your family say when you broke the well, news to them? Well, my mom was shocked because she thought that that this was the, the person that I would be staying together for for the rest of my life. She couldn't believe it, that it would be just like that over. She said everything appeared to be fine. Well, yeah, that's what you see, but you don't mm. live with the person. You don't know what it is to live with that person 24-7. And looks can be deceiving, deceiving. So she was still shocked. And yet to this day, she still asked, are you going to get back with her? Are you going to get back with her? I'm like, mom, mm. that, that ship has sailed. It, yeah. Well, like, at don't that you point, she's... I'm like, what? But has your mom seen the 180? Has has your mom seen the 180 that that you've turned into? Oh yeah, she has. Okay, so she, she should be happy has, for you. Yeah. Yeah, she says she's happy, but she still is holding. I think she was more attached, or she. Mm -hmm. I think it's more of a breakup for her than it was for me. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and 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 she has to understand again, and kind of what Anna touched into. Um, she's never really coped well with change, and um. You know, she's scared yeah. for me. My mom is scared for me that something will That's happen to me now, knowing now that I don't have that individual that she could have depended on that would take mm. care of me. Makes sense. Do you recommend dating someone for 16 years? <sighs> you know, that, 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 mm, I don't know that, that, that's. That's well, do you see, do you myself. see this new, this new girl that you're with? Can you see her? Can you see your, can you see yourself being with her for 16 years? Oh, yes. Okay. I well, there you go. And there's your answer. Yeah. Without any reservation. You got to find the right partner. partner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good for you, man, to grow the balls and get out of this thing because you were miserable. 16 minutes, 16 months, 16 years, whatever. It doesn't matter. You got out of it mm -hmm. and you almost tied the knot. You almost were going to be miserable for the rest of your life. Or at least a time period, and then you got to go through divorce and courts and law and lawyers and all that bullshit. But good for you to to do that and to get out of it because you knew it wasn't right for you. But if you had to do it all over again, what would you do differently? Oh boy, um, I I don't know. I mean, it's since I wasn't really all there, my head was not all there for those first twelve years of a relationship because of the anxiety. You know, I, I think if, if I had to go back and do one thing, I think I should have checked, checked myself before I got involved in any type of relationship because, you know, how can I 
develop a strong bonding relationship if I didn't have the ability to actually realize what I was getting into. You know, with that, with this anxiety being such an issue, it clouded my judgment. It clouded my decision making as to is this someone I want to spend the rest of my life with or, you know, should I, you know, there were some red flags. Maybe I should have paid attention to that. So if anything, I think I should have taken the time to check myself, you know, get into my therapy, better myself before I went into a relationship. Yeah. Look, that's something I always have been saying on the Anna report. Do you like hearing me constantly like repeat that over and over again? Do you think that helped you? It did. I think so. Yeah. And you know what was so important? And I always say is how powerful our brain is because we can, whatever we want to do, we can do. And Mm -hmm. if we're going to be around down people or, you know, depressed people or people that you're going to be around, that's going to make you with high anxiety and depression, dude, get out, man. (laughs) Life is way too short for any of that stuff. So if you're uh, intuition is telling you that and you're feeling a certain way about it and it's the, and it's a bad way, dude, get out. Don't even, don't even test your intuition or your mind or your body. Amen. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And, definitely, and you've seen uh, it for yourself. You're, you're, you're with somebody that you enjoy being around now and your anxiety has gone away. Sure. Therapy could help. Sure. Medication could possibly help. But what's most important is being around good people and you're around a person that you want to be around period. That's the best medication period. So that that is a testament to yourself and everybody else listening and watching. You got to be around good people. That's that is the most important thing. It makes a world of difference. Yeah. It makes it makes the world like I'm scared of heights and a guy from 10 floors, I could be on the 10th floor and a guy downstairs could go jump and then I'd be like hell no. And then it could be some guy that I trust I'm like okay. Yeah. Like it's that you see what I'm saying? Like it's that comfort and trust that some people just have that you don't have with others. And it's yeah. like, I can't explain it. You just don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it makes so me happy to be around. Like it makes me happy that I have, my circle is so great. You know, yeah. like I smile and, and be, and, and get excited yeah. about my circle. Yeah. Cause in the past it wasn't like that. Like in the past I was young, I was dumb. I, I was like you, man. I was, I was in your, in your exact zone. I knew what you were going through with mostly guy friends. I had, you know, we, we hung out with girls, but it, I never was in a relationship, a serious one back yeah. in the day. But I was around guys I really didn't want to be around. Yeah. And I finally grew up and learned the importance of being around good people. So I can't relate to that. The, I get it. The girl stuff? Like you having girl friends? Around? Yeah. If, 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 if like someone is like a bitch, I'm like, bye, bitch. Yeah. Like, I no, like, back in the day, no. I'd be like, yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, he's cool. He's in our group, whatever. Yeah. Now, no thanks. No. I have like two and a half friends. It's great. I have one and a half. Half because no, one's like four foot eight. I have so. like four friends. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> I have four friends. That's, but it's not a lot. Today, I was trying to test. and I have, I'm looking at my friends. I'm like, That's it? Who are you going to call? I have four friends and they're all at work. <laughs> That's all I got. Hey, man, your friends work. That's good. <laughs> That's positive. <laughs> All right, Luke. Thank you so, so much. And I uh, hope to have you back on again soon so I, we can hear about the new girl. Yeah, good luck to you, man. And I want to hear this update in a few months for sure. Yeah. If Look, if it no, works, no, if it doesn't you. work, don't don't put any pressure on yourself because you came on the show yeah. and you were telling us about how you have a great connection with this girl and now don't you have even. some sort of pressure that you have to you know be engaged or get married or whatever and have this long-term relationship. Don't be that way. 
just listen to yourself, man. You've got a heart, you've got a mind, just trust it and go with it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, I agree. Thank you so much for both of you. All right. You're the man. Take care. Talk to you soon. You too. Bye. Wait, does that mean that you're going to now... Oh, no, no, he's an alias. I don't want to... Oh. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still here. What's going on? No. I mean, you're, you're gonna you're gonna be coming in the chat room nowadays, right? Oh, sure, definitely. All right. Thanks, man. Go. You're a good okay. guy. Thank you. you. Chat room. Right. You just Bye -bye. dated yourself. <laughs> Bye. Isn't this AIM? I am messenger or some shit? <laughs> chat room. Like. <laughs> 1998. What is? Isn't that a chat room? Did you do the chat room too, growing up? Of course. You did. Of course. All right. Isn't that a chat room? What would you call that? It's a live. Live chat live room. Live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's next? You got a guy right. named Gary now. Gary. Gary's coming on. Gary. All right, Gary, you ready? Hello. Hi, G. Hey, how are you, Gary? You you picked a good name. G works, you know, like M. G works. Up, G? A doesn't work. G works. You know what I mean? Z. Yeah. What else? What else is a good hyphenated name? Q. Q. Oh, Q is a good one. But <laughs> Quentin. Oh, Quentin. That's it. Oh, you guys, I have a funny story about Q. Can I really quickly share the Q story? Please. It's my favorite. It's my sure. favorite TMZ story of all time. All time. So when Britney Spears was like going through her crazy psychosis like phase, we would get calls at like 2 a.m., 1 a.m. We had to rush into work because she'd be wearing a different color wig all over Hollywood, acting crazy, doing crazy shit. So then what would happen is the the camera guys had to rush the tape. The, the, the PAs had to go rush to the scene, pick up the tape, bring it back, and then we had to like watch play it back. So now the, the camera guy is on speaker and we're like, and, and we need the police to run the plate. So we're like, what's the license plate? Give me the license plate! Oh, the license plate! This is, by the way, this is work. Uh -huh. This is normal. And then he's like, A for Apple! R for Robert! And I'm reading the license plate. I'm literally, I'm sitting there, like, reading the license plate. And he goes, Q for cucumber! It's a C. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, what? He goes, Q for cucumber. I'm like, no, you guys, it's C. Oh, C. God. Why is he yelling if you can see it? Because everyone's yelling in the room. She's laughing. <laughs> everyone's yelling. He's yelling. He's on, on, on in the field. You know, there's what so much ash. happening. Anyway, that was my little story. But welcome, G. Let's talk breakups. Thank you for coming on the Anna Report. This is Thanks a. For having me. This is a tough conversation yeah Thank, good, good for him to open up and tell us about it though it's cool yeah it's uh um, i like that what's going on okay so i've been married for about three years and i'm in the middle of getting a divorce oh god any kids no kids mm -hmm. so you're in the middle of getting a divorce why do you what what do you think triggered the divorce uh she actually uh initiated uh filing it, uh, filing the paperwork. Um, it's, it's numerous different reasons, uh, depending on who you ask. Um, of course. There's your story, her story, and the truth, right? Excuse me? There's your story, her story, and the truth. Correct. Always. Always. So, um, it's basically, we, we've grown apart. Uh, there's, 
communication issues, um, lack of communication, uh, trust issues, um, and triggers from trauma from way back in the day. What kind of trauma? Um, I'd probably prefer not to go into that detail because it'll give away everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's trauma that uh, she endured uh, when she was younger prior mm. to any of this going on. Did you see um, any of that trauma when you were dating? Yeah. No, 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 no. This is way before we started dating. Um, no, no, no. Did you see any of that coming out? Like as you guys were dating, did you see any of that from her? No, not not at all. She told so me it happened after she I got married. Expected it. Yeah, it was it was all after, and about two years after we got married that it surfaced. But why didn't you ask her questions? Right. Like, do you, the no, like, do you think, do you think you could have asked her questions while you were dating? You have to, but gee, keep in mind the questions I'm asking you are questions of how can men bypass the mistakes you made. And, the, and, and to me right away, it's like, if a woman has trauma, which we all do, we all have trauma, mm-hmm. right? It's a matter of during your dating period, figuring out what kind of trauma does this person have and can I deal with this trauma? My trauma is I can't deal with death. When somebody dies, I go MIA. Gary, how long were you dating her for? Uh, about two, just a little over two years. Okay, that that's a decent amount of time to find out about a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, a, that two yeah, years and, is, yeah. And she flat out told me about the trauma that she endured okay. and I sympathize with her and I knew, but the way she made it seem was that it was in her past. She had dealt with it, went to therapy, and everything was a-okay. Mm. Well, therapy doesn't mean that everything is a-okay. Mm-hmm. It just means you've acknowledged it. But did she did she continue to go to therapy, or did it stop because she thought she was fine? It, uh, she stopped. Mm-hmm. And she stopped when you guys got married, or, or while no, you were married? Way before we even started dating and met. Got it. What would you say is the cause of growing apart in a marriage so early on, in three years? Uh, I don't think we were on the same page as far as what we wanted in life. And it was, there's, there's a lot of issues with, uh, uh, whether it's like financial issues or, or um, starting a family or whatnot. And, it just the further the, the more time we spent, the further we got apart. You didn't know the answers to that before getting married. Oh, uh, we did. We both did, and it just kept on coming. Like, when are we going to do this? When are we going to do that? When are we going to do this? Um, and um, it was always like, well, we talked about this. We said, oh, we have a plan together. Let's stick to that plan, and it just kept going over and over again. Hmm. Communication issues. You said you guys have communication issues. Um, yeah. Uh, basically, it comes down to you touch base with uh, Luke about our parents uh, not talking to us about how to deal with certain things. Um, and we're both blamed, uh, blamed for that. And one of my issues is if something is bothering me, I don't talk about it. I don't, I don't bring up the subject and like, clear the air. I just ball it up inside and go on through my day and my life. And then after a while, kind of everything comes out at once. 
Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, abuse. Yeah. Because you are, I mean, yeah. you are, you are mentally, physically, emotionally, not, I hope not physically, but you know, you, that is abuse because you're like, whoa, where is all this coming from? Yeah, she had no idea it's going to ca catch her well, off we guard. don't know, but it, usually that's what happens when you bottle it in. You're bottling it all up, yeah. Yeah. You know? It's tough. Wow. Um, so in a perfect world, would you want to be with her or no? Yes, absolutely. I was mm. I was always the hopeful one. Um, mm. Even even now, after the papers have been filed, like there's still a little part of me that is still hopeful. Like, hey, I can see us together. Mm. And then the flip side is like, well, she did this, this, this to me, and I did this, this, this to her. How's that going to play out in ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty years? Are you guys communicating uh, directly or through your attorneys? Uh, directly, uh, we both have attorneys, but not, uh, they're, they're not representing us. We're trying to do everything as, um, easy and amicable as possible. Um, so yeah. Uh, was a question asked if they, did you guys go to couples uh, That's therapy? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. That was my question. If she's yeah. open to, sounds like she's open to therapy. What happened? Yes. Uh, we're both open to therapy. We've both been to therapy, uh, by ourselves before any of this happened. So we're both used to that. Uh, we did go to couples therapy and that's where, uh, we found out that part of the reason was the trauma that she went through back in the day um, and how mm -hmm. it surfaced and how things I said unknowingly triggered uh, those memories in her. Mm -hmm. um, but then we only went for a little bit and then we stopped um, to try to go again. But it was, it, it was to the point where she kept brushing it off and like making excuses to go a week or two later or whatnot. And it just, it never happened. Does she feel like it's something she can never get over? Yes. Sounds like she's blaming him. Wait, but but it's something she thinks she can never get over. So if she, does she thinks she can never be married to anybody? She, at, at this moment, um, I don't know. She's fine being single for the rest of her life. Married people live longer. Yeah. <laughs> So are you guys, you guys aren't, I'm assuming you're not living together right now, obviously, right? You're living, uh, we, are, we are living together. We, uh, we have a place together that we bought about a year and a half ago. Um, mm -hmm. So we're still living together, uh, which makes it even more difficult because we're in each other's business 24 seven. Yeah. Um, we don't have any alone time unless we're out of the, the house to just be to ourselves. So it's just two roommates just not in a very good relationship with each other. Yeah, exactly. Wow. My question to you is, it sounds like you've been going through a huge like learning growing process. Well, I hope you have been. Mm -hmm. um, what have been your like top three lessons in life from this experience? Um, slow it down. You might think Two, two and a half years is a good time. You might think you're at the right age uh, to be in a serious relationship and get married, um, especially like with that stigma um, in the Armenian community uh, where you have to, quote unquote, get married by 30 or whatnot. Um, put all that aside, like doesn't even matter anymore. Just slow down, take your time, really get to know the person and then move forward.
Yeah, I think I think people just don't know the right questions to ask when they're dating. And also, they're afraid of asking those questions. There's actually a book about what questions to ask different phases of your of your of your relationship. It's pretty cool. And um it's funny because when I look when I, I of course I bought the book. When I look at the book, I'm looking, I'm like, it's like three months in, ask those questions. I asked that question on date one. <laughs> what? Three, three months? <laughs> Just go right for the jugular. <laughs> hey, uh, Gary, you're, are both your parents still together? Yes, they are. Mm. Both and how do, they, how do they feel about all this? I can't speak about her parents. Um, she says that they support um, her, obviously, um, and they were rooting for both of us to get back together and continue this marriage. My parents are in, in a similar situation, but they they kind of noticed how everything changed with her attitude. Um, so they're they're kind of in a way offended as well. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of hurt 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 feelings yeah. right now. It's too fresh. Thankfully, there's no kids. That's a huge sure yeah. hurdle. That that is huge. So there's no kids. Yeah. That's that's a big deal. Uh, you mentioned to take it easy and take it slow and all that stuff. But at the time you proposed to her, she she didn't really give you any negative. I'm sure there was stuff that you guys went through. Mike, I'm sure there were a lot of red flags. He just had the butterflies. Yeah, but I mean, two and a half years is a long time, right? So at the time you proposed to her, were you were you for certain she was the one? Yes. One hundred percent. And if you had to do it all over again, is she still the one? Clearly not. I think we would have been great friends. But as far as more than that, um, no. So what stops you? What stops her from being the one? It's it. There are. Uh, certain things that she's told me that I just can't go past. Yeah. Um, I, I, can, I can forgive her for them, but I can't forget them. And mm -hmm. that's always going to be in, in the back of my head. Um, the water is That's must probably the, the, the biggest reason. Yeah, man, life is too short to be in this, this thing, you know, that you're going through. There is no, there is no chance that you should be going through it. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I disagree. you're no, the, I mean, it's, okay. it's already, it's already gone. It's like a, it's, it's something that it, you can't take back. There's so many women out there. And for her, there's so many men out there. Just freaking move on. Especially if he thinks I, that she never thinks that she can be married. If he thinks that, if he thinks that she he, thinks that, no, well, if he thinks that she thinks yeah, yeah, yeah. that she can never be married, dude. No, no. I Stop. that I agree with. That's but that's not what I meant. What I think in this situation is that is that these are two people who clearly had had no communication skills. They weren't communicating. What's a relationship without communication, right, G? Right? Like sure. seriously. Yeah. They weren't communicating. Sure. Of course it's gonna go downhill. And they grew apart because they weren't communicating and they didn't share the similar like interests. So either they grew apart because there weren't similar interests in the beginning to begin with, that they just didn't ask the right questions initially, 
But to me, it's like, I think if two people want to be together, they can learn to grow back together. They can learn to communicate. They can learn to get past their trauma. These are all doable things. However, if she says, I don't, I don't want to be with you. It's over. If he says, I don't want to be with you. It's over. But what I'm saying, these are all, the, the, these problems are all things that can be fixed if the person is willing to fix to be with that person. Well, she thought she fixed her trauma, but obviously she didn't, right? No, the problem is she thought she goes to therapy, she fixes it, and it's over. It doesn't work that way. It, 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 it doesn't. Like, it's, 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 you know what it is? It's like, I guess it's like a scar, you know, no matter, no matter how much I laser this, I, I like Dr. Ho was up in here. You know what I mean? Like it's a trauma. Like it, ha it happened. Yeah. Like you can't, you know, go get it lasered, go put the fucking cream on, do, you know, therapy. It, it's there. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like it happened to you. This is part of your past and your history and makes who you are. That's it. You know, but the communication issue is a huge problem in the in the Armenian community. Massive problem. Mass, like huge problem. And I know yes. this personally because I have no reservation of communicating. And I that's why I have a really hard time with Armenian guys because I just say it and I just sit there like. <gasps> yeah, they do. They have they have tough time you know? communicating. Gary, what's next for you? Uh, finalize the. Uh, the paperwork, sell the the place, and then move on. Yeah. Are you happy that you didn't have any kids, or are you very, like, very? Okay. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my it, gosh. It would have it would have made things a uh, thousand times worse, thousand times oh, harder. Um. And I I wouldn't wish this upon like any child to go through. And I, I've had cousins going through it, or just recently go through it. So I wouldn't wish this on anybody. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy that we don't have kids. Yeah. Well, anything else? You, yeah, you. I know you briefly wanted to touch on um, staying friends with your ex. Right. This is something that we've talked about and, and trying to maintain a friendship post-divorce. Um, I've never stayed friends with an ex, um, with the exception of one person, which wasn't, we weren't even dating. Um, but there was some sort of, uh, friendship and physical relations that we had, but still friends after the fact, but it still took a long time for, for both parties to completely get over, um, the attraction phase and then remain friends afterwards. Um, so she wants so to stay friends. She, she yes she does we share a very big common group of friends mm -hmm. uh it, 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 it's awkward going places um and not being together so as far as the friends and we don't want to put anybody in that position where the friends are going to feel awkward with us being there um or having them like quote-unquote choose sides so for, for that main reason like we we still want to be as friendly as possible but it it takes time yeah i've never i don't know what that's like 
mutual friends with yeah. your ex? I've never. I'm none of my exes are any anyone that I share mutual friends with. Which is great. No one. Hmm. Well, how are you, how are you looking at this? This is a um, a learning experience for you. Of course. Yeah. You learn about yourself. You learn about what you want and what you um, are willing to sacrifice and, and accept and move on or fight for. Yeah. So what are you thinking about staying friends with her or not? It's, it's going to be very difficult to, but I think uh, I'm the type of person where if I break up with somebody, I, I need no communication whatsoever. Um, social media, uh, text, phone call, whatever, just cut it off completely until I'm over you. Yeah. Because just because you break up with somebody doesn't mean that you stop loving them. Um, so there does need to be that time frame where I, I need to completely block myself from that person just to get over them. And then slowly, like, reintroduce. So it's, it's, a, it's a long process. I'm with them. I'm with you on that. I think they say six months for every year that you're with that person to get over them. Or okay. three months. But but uh, Luke, he's going to get over her in 38 years? <laughs> 32 years? I mean, come on, man. I think there's a there's a point where, you know, two years, three years, not 16. Luke got over it. And yeah. said, well, Luke, he said he checked out. I think his mom might take 36 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not Luke. But not My Luke. man Luke is moving on, man. So you're saying so you're saying you want to be able to stay friends? No. No, 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 no. You cut it off because the only way you get over it, Gary, is if you cut off those ties, if you get rid of her on Instagram, if you get rid of her phone number, if you don't talk to her, that's how you that's how you move on. You have to move on. And how do you do that is not having ties with her, dude. Don't see her. Don't be with her friends. Don't don't do any of that shit. Don't be around her right. until you're over it. And then if you feel comfortable and you want to be around her, listen, dude, in a year, year and a half from now, you'd be like, oh my God, what the hell did I just go through? Thank God I'm out of that thing. And do I want to see her? Hell no. You know? And so, dude, I, I would, yeah, you got to cut ties. You got to cut ties and move on. This must be a, like a female thing. I just agree. I, to me, it's easier. To what? To be in contact. No. And no, because the wound stays open. No. The only way to close the wound is if you get rid of it. Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah, you put Neosporin on it, you put a Band-Aid on it, and it cures. And then you take the Band-Aid off. Not and then me. it's, oh my God, it's not there anymore. That's how you do it. Uh, not for me. Cut it's easier ties. for me to... Just stay in touch with all the sisters, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> all your best friends. <laughs> All your best friends, your ex the other day, and I was like, "She's like, I miss you. Where have you been?" I'm like, "I thought of you. I'm like, oh god, I gotta go see her. I gotta make a trip to Santa Monica." That was my favorite. Was her husband? We were at at her fortieth, and her and her husband and I were like standing there, and he's like, "We're at work, like full been exes for like five years," and he's like talking to these girls, and the husband goes. What the hell did you ever see in that guy? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This is a brother-in-law. Look, look, this 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 could be, and it probably is going to be, <laughs> Gary. 
he's going to be in this spot. I've, I've, we've all had been, been in those relationships where in the moment, oh, in the few, spurt, yeah, the first few months, you're down, you're out of it, and then once you get over it, dude, you're ready to go. That's it's a good feeling. It'll come. It's natural, right? It's you adapt. We're human beings. We just tend to adapt. And you're going to adapt. You're going to get on your feet. And it sounds like you already are. I think you're going to be okay. The whole living together situation, I get it. I understand it. You both probably are 50-50 in that house, I'm assuming. So you have to uh, be in that house together for now. Yeah, but once you sell awkward. it. Yeah, once you sell it and go 50-50 on that, that'll be good. You hopefully get some cash out of it. And then um, maybe put it down on a new, new house, whatever, and, and start your new Yeah, beginning. make a bachelor pad out of it. Yeah, yeah, man. You get a lot of whiskey. A lot of whiskey. Oh, th th that's no no problem with whiskey. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that's a good idea. Which I mean, one? listen, what if selling the house, selling your house, and getting getting your own like pad? Yeah, that would that that would yeah that would I would that that get would your own fun. space, and you you just tend to slowly move on. Yeah, because yeah, I think I think yeah. after you get married and you move back with the parents, I think for a while a lot of at least my friends who who has gone through that they feel like they're going backwards absolutely versus when you get your own place i think that'd be a depression adult, like it's yeah there's just sure. like there's like excitement you're like oh i'm you know, sure. gonna like i think it'd be harder you have, to like, move you hit up girls to help you like hey you like this sofa like yeah. should i get this and like and then you yeah. take the hammer out in your master bedroom and you're feeling good again you're back on your feet right you're feeling good right gary you bring out the hammer and you're right. feeling good again. Right. Is this a problem? Yeah, I thought about doing it with my parents and I'm, I'm, I right don't over. want to do that at all. Yeah, don't do that. I think you're, you'd be going backwards if you did that. I'm sure your parents are lovely people. I'm sure you have a great relationship yeah. with them, but that doesn't matter. You can see them anytime you want. Get on your feet and you be in your own and have your own space and have people over. Watch the game with friends. It'll be good, man. Life is good. <laughs> I feel like Sussie's going to be an alcoholic then. <laughs> That might happen too, man. I don't think so. <laughs> that might happen too. <laughs> He's all down and depressed. He's got the shades on. It's a beautiful day outside. He doesn't want to see the sun. Drinking McAllen at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> don't man. do that. No, don't do that. I would say start Only dating. I would say start dating. Like get, just get on start every, dating. Get on every app possible, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Nina says, Anna, the reason why you don't mind keeping them as a friend is probably because you're the one who break up, breaks up with them. No, not necessarily. Mm. Not necessarily. That one was a mutual decision. He didn't yeah. want kids. I was like, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. Bye, so, but I'm going to stay in touch with your sister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually told him to go see a therapist about wanting to have kids. And his sister got mad. He's like, why is she sending you to the therapist? Nothing's wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> you're perfect. Uh -huh. I was like, tell your sister you're not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, and he's like, you two take it all your sister together. <laughs> Like you're you're my brother, you're perfect. I was like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nina says, generally speaking, that is true. Maybe Good. perhaps because she's initiating the breakup, she's okay. A with A lot easier to get over it if you're initial initializing the breakup. Well, you know what they say about women. Yeah. We yeah, check out. <laughs> we check out before we break up, and if men can spot. The, the 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 moment a female starts to check out, mm -hmm. if you don't nip it in the butt, you're you've lost. Mm. Like if if men can have that have that instinct, could see that because uh, so many times, like a woman could be laying in bed going, he has no idea. Yeah, like I'm literally 
and it's like I'm making it so obvious, and the man is still like, "What's for dinner?" Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, I'm filing for divorce tomorrow, yeah. and you still have no idea that that this isn't working. Yeah. So if men can have this katitzok <laughs> in Armenian. In Armenian, <laughs> Gary, did you understand that? I did. I did not hear you. I said, if men can only have a katitzok. Oh. <laughs> Come, well, how would you how would you uh, <laughs> translate um, that for Mike and the rest of it? Sounds like a tomato. Common sense. Common sense. Common sense. Yeah. But like, it's like saying an an, a, an open nostril or not having a nostril. Yeah. Yeah. The exact translation oh, is: if yeah. only men could have a nostril. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gary, yeah. so your next relationship, what are you going to do different? Um, well, I'm going to continue seeing the therapist and hopefully get my communication skills back up to what they were, um, when I first got married, um, cause we did not have an issue then. So I need to, I need to get back into that rather than going back to my old, uh, self of bottling everything up. Um, why did that change that. during marriage? Uh, cause I stopped going to the therapist. Hmm. It's it's the, the the therapist was there to to remind me and like constantly push me to to be more vocal about how I'm feeling and instead of bottling everything up. Um, and once I stopped going to him, um, I kind of reverted back to my old ways. Um, clearly didn't help at all. Gary, really quickly, uh. Edita, who is a licensed therapist, she was actually on the Anna Report a couple of weeks ago. She says sometimes it's hard to go cold turkey at times. It's okay to miss. I think when you're trying hard to move on, it becomes an obsession. Acknowledging and going out is gent going out gently is the best way. Be present, endure whatever sadness comes up. Yeah. So I think it's a coping thing. I think everyone copes with it differently. Yeah. You know, I need yeah. the, the, what is this? The, the gentle linger, which is so, which is so weird. Cause I like things like quick. Yeah. Kati. Kati. Tak. Tak. <laughs> you learned something new today. All right, G, thank you so much. And, um, Thanks for having me. Hang in there. Honestly, there's there's nothing we anyone could say other than time heals. And um, and like Mike says, no wasted days. So even if it's like a day where you're you know down, I think you should still make the effort to make the best out of that day. Don't be like, right. don't be like, oh, when it's over, and then I'll do it. Or, you know, that's like, that's don't do that. It's a grieving process, Edita says. We're only yeah. this young once, man. Take advantage of it, right? Yeah. I don't think we're in this. Yeah, we, we are. Yeah. I think we keep coming back. I believe in reincarnation. Okay. That's a different subject. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gary. Thank you so much. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Some really good stuff there. Really was. Yeah. Good for them to come on. Yeah. I hope that helps. When I've done uh, interviews on my podcast and these people open up to me, my friends, guests, I get texts by them from them the next day. And they're like, Mike, I've never said that story before. Aww. I feel so much better about things.
Yeah. And I, I don't expect that, you My, know. But that's happened several times. So hopefully they get that same feeling. I hope so too, but my brain went somewhere else when you said that. My brain went from the the, the aspect of there's so many people who are going to relate to their stories, mm -hmm. and they're going to be like, "Whoa, I I went through that. I'm going through that." Or I, or going? going through it now, and they're not communicating, right? Like you yeah, said, katitak, katitak, right? Yeah. And they're just laying there, and they think everything is okay, but but they not. know in their gut it's not okay. So you gotta, why do you guys do that? You gotta yep 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 yep. Poor communication skills. They don't, you know what it is? We don't want to deal with it, unfortunately. We yeah. just don't want to deal with it, right? There's, it's just one of those things. It's like you have so much, I guess for myself, I have so much on my plate. Like, do I want to deal with this? If I'm in it, do yeah, I want to yeah, deal yeah. with this? And that's, I think, could be the mindset on most men. So because I know that, I know that, that a lot of men don't want to deal with it. I the way I handle it as a as a female versus how I used to handle it as a teenager, um, as an adult, the way I handle it is talk about it and then learn to move on. Mm -hmm. You it's hard. have to let go. It's hard for a lot of people to do that, though. You have to let go. And I've mastered it. Yeah. I've mastered it to a point where my ex and I had a huge blow-up fight. Yeah. And then... We talked about it, and then I was sitting there. I was like, hey, can you bring the licorice? And he looks, and he goes, are you over it? Right. I was like, yeah. He goes, wow, that's the, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. And he, like, started that's laughing, you know? Very good. I was like, wait. I'm like, yeah, didn't we talk about it? He's like, yeah, but I was like, we talked about it, right? I'm like, okay. That's good. Well, can I have the licorice now? <laughs> yeah, you have a clear understanding. He was like, bring good. the licorice over. Yeah. So I think a lot of times women don't do that because they're waiting for the guy to, like, do this, like, I don't know, like, you know, like some extravagant thing. Yeah. And like, it's like, no, they're not. They're just really excited to get over this and move on with their life. Yeah, absolutely. They like, they really don't give a shit. Yeah. They don't. They, you guys don't give a shit. Yeah. And some are scared that it's going to go too far and they might, they, the girl will, will go, they'll think it went too far and they might break up with a guy. And some guys don't want to deal with that either. That's the worst. Because you know it's going to come. It's going to It will. She's going to check out. Yeah, for sure. If, you, if you're scared of having that conversation, she's going to check out. For sure. And she, it's, she's going to hit you out of nowhere. Yeah. You're going to be like. Well, that's what happened to Gary, right? He, he said his communication skills were great when he, was, when he was dating, but they went away when he wasn't going through therapy or when he was married. And that's kind of what happened. He stopped the communication and she felt it. It's exactly what you said. Yeah, and she knew it, and he didn't see it coming, and boom, it happened. So he, it's a yeah. learning experience, obviously. And he said once he moves on, he starts dating again, his communication skills will open up and improve. Sounds to me like women are perfect, and you guys need to uh, talk about it. Women have <laughs> a lot of issues. And you men have Can to be very you? patient. Women are not perfect. Nope, we're not. Okay. Perfect. That was a joke. Oh, I know. That was easy. <laughs> of course it's easy. Can you get me the licorice? We don't have licorice. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, we'll see you next Monday. Thanks for watching. Bye. Or listening. <laughs>